deeply offended by the foul language at the beginning of your episode, sir. Deeply offended. I just heard the doorbell. Hey, Carl, there's a package. Oh, wow. Well, we are about to sit down and drink some beer, uh, but I guess we got a package to open. The beer we're drinking, incidentally, is a Belgian stout, Belgian imperial stout from Long Tab Brewery here in San Antonio called Kill for Peace. I think it's pretty good. And it's all by veterans. Veteran owned, veteran brewed. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Ding. Yeah, happy, happy Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if you say happy Memorial Day, but uh, hey, uh, definitely take this weekend and especially Monday to remember um, the people that have fought and died for us. That's what Memorial Day is about. I know that this weekend I will at least watch or I try to watch every year a Band of Brothers, the show that you could find on HBO Max about um, Easy Company a group of uh, airborne rangers um, from the 501st Airborne Division uh, from World War II. And I try to watch it every year, at least this weekend. I'll try to get through episode one and two, Kurahi and Day of Days. Thank you for your service, all the veterans and families of veterans as well. We can't live in this wonderful country without your service as well. This is true. Well, let's see what we got. Let's open it up. It's a pretty good-sized box. Have uh, to get the cat off it first. Yep. The cats already have scratched it. Outside cats, I guess. Uh, it's from Chaosium Inc. That's a very exciting because Chaosium makes the Call of Cthulhu product. This box is about um, eight inches deep and about, I would say, uh, 12 by 14 or so. I'm going to use Anvil to open it up. Amy's here with me, so she's going to... Yeah. I'm reminding him to always cut away from himself. Uh, I'm not cutting away. This one is harder to cut away than towards yourself. All right. Oh, good. It doesn't look like there's any circus peanuts, which is good. So the animals like to eat circus peanuts. There's paper. Cats love that. An invoice and an inner box. <laughs> Lovely. And it's a box a, inside a box. Is a this box Christmas, Carl? Yeah, I don't guess so. Um, let me get the box out of this box. I'm sure the cats will jump into that box. I'm sure they're already sitting in it. All right, so box number two. Remember, proper safety. Always cut away from cut away yourself. Cut away from yourself. Unless you're in a gunfight and you bring a knife, then run. Never bring a knife to a gunfight. All right. Okay, box number two. More paper. More paper. Another box? Another box. It's another box inside a box. But this box has a cover on it. It is the Call of Cthulhu Fantasy Role Playing in the Worlds of H.P. Lovecraft. This is the uh, second edition, 40th anniversary classic edition. It is by Sandy Peterson. It is in shrink wrap. So I'm going to open the shrink wrap here. There's a really evil creature on the back. 
Uh, yeah, there's a call. Of, there's Cthulhu on the back of it. Um, so this says it's a complete fantasy role playing game ready for use. Interesting. So we're gonna open it, and then Amy and I are gonna, I guess, go through the contents briefly. I think you're going a little too slow. Why am I going too slow? Going too slow. I'm excited. Open the box. All right. It's a part of a Kickstarter that they did for this 40th anniversary edition. I was pretty excited to get it. Uh, first thing that comes up is uh, what's in the invoice. box. No, no. Just kidding. what's in the box? So in this box is a rule book, source book for 20s, a world map, Arkham map, and there's a packed special 40th anniversary set of nine dice, size comparison chart, character sheets, character silhouettes, and a keeper screen. Uh, so that's what's in the box. That's a paper there. There's uh, several character sheets. Did I you? like pre-gen. I know, but these are blank character sheets. Yeah. They're yeah, very much yeah. the old old style um, of the character sheet. Very simple. Not as complicated and complex as they are now. They give you a set of character sheets. And then the classic edition, there is a... Um, hey, that's the same Call of Cthulhu guy on the back. Yep. I it's didn't know he had Cthulhu wings. on there. And it's the uh, Call of Cthulhu rule book. It's got monsters in it. I don't know if I had this... Oh. Had monster has monsters in it, uh, appendices as well. Let's see what else it has. There's no, a map. Yeah. So there's tech. There is actually no table of contents, which is crazy. Um, it's chaos. Yep. Tell you how to make characters. Got some monsters in it. I saw a pre-gen go by. No, no pre-gen. Well, they have like a how to play the game. Ready? Oh, ready to play scenarios. They have. The classic haunted house, the Brockford house. Oh, that's the Brockford house, as well. Uh, beginning scenario for a campaign. Another one. So that's pretty cool. I always like scenarios. You can use them. Um, designers' notes, etc. Another investigation. Whale of the witch. It looks like. So they definitely put a lot of, a lot more um, adventures in here. But they're pretty. Hey, that looks like me in the morning. Huh. All right, so now they have a source book for the 1920s. Ironically, that's when Downton Abbey was. No, uh, yeah, the latest Downton Abbey. Mm -hmm. Great movie. You should go see so it. So it's kind of cool. It does have a picture of a Zeppelin on the cover. Ooh, they blow up. Yep, well, the Hindenburg did. Uh, maps, calendar for 1920. Lots of maps. Railway coach map, rail lines. In New England in the 1920s, distances, prices, and cash, which is always important. Weapons, right? What kind of weapons you can find or get? That's actually very handy stuff. That, um, Ooh, black market weapons. Black market weapons. Tommy gun is a black market weapon. Nah, that should be in everybody's house. More beasts and monsters. Pretty good. All right. Uh, then they have another book. Nice. So they have Yog, the Shadows of Yog Sotha. A global campaign to save mankind. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Oh, that's creepy looking. Yeah. So they have, that's one campaign book as well. And then the Asylum and Other Tales. I think my character, Kato Kane, works at the Asylum. Yeah, maybe. The Asylum. Sanitary. Is this supposed to be Arkham? I don't know. If it's supposed mm -hmm. to be Arkham, I don't know. This is Asylum Plan. That could be her office. Maybe. All right. A few too many plants for her liking. What's this next one, Amy? Ghostly Adventures and Erudite. Erudite lore. So it's a Cthulhu companion. There's adventures as well. This guy's getting choked. Yep. 
some more uh, notes. It's a, just a companion notes about the Necronomicon. Actually, it's pretty impressive extended box. Look, I had no idea that ghouls read books. Yep. Oh, the paper chase. I wonder if that's the one that we ran. Is the, I think that's the one that we ran. I think it is. But they for the a redone, redone for. Uh, but this looks more involved. Maybe. Cool. Couple Lots more adventures. I, I love adventures. I think I have a lot of these. Honestly, I might have some of these in PDF. Hey, there's definitely a sanity in quiz in here. I'm sure Kato Kane would fail that. Yep. So. Oh, I see dice. Yep. There's dice. You want to check out the dice? Very pretty, shiny gold dice. Yep. And other colors. Very pretty, but they don't light up my, my LED dice. No. And then there's another one. The second Cthulhu Companion. Yep. Fragments of Fear, the second Cthulhu Companion. I think that's a zombie apocalypse. Look, they're yep. all running out of the forest. Mm -hmm. So again, it's more information for keepers as well as for, you know, more monsters, it looks like. Um, more adventures. All right. And then the, the other book they have is The Trail of Sagotha. Sagothwa. Sagothwa. Very evil looking thing on the front. Sathagwa. Sathagwa. That's how you pronounce it. Sathagwa. I don't know. We should ask. So people. it looks like, uh, huh, it's very, very interesting. Introduction. I've never played this one. Um, looks very interesting. So many, many adventures. Lots of little companion books, as well as those books. That, a, map, a big old map. Oh, I see a really cool screen. Oh, yep. There's What's a screen. This? What is this? Is that a screen? It's a keeper's keeper screen. screen. Yep. It's a little thinner than your normal ones, but... Still, it definitely works. Look, there's all kinds of fun things on Character here. figures, and look at these tons and tons of handouts. Yes, maybe I shouldn't be looking at this. That's okay. Because it talks about... It's actually it. a pretty good... Books screen. of Mythos, Sanity Results, in yep. Institutional Ranged Weapons, a good chart, Books of the Mythos, Monster Table, Spell List, Spell list Ranged Weapons. Yep. And then they have a map of, they have a map of the, of the world, actually, a world map. And they have, I love these size charts. They have a size chart. That's pretty crazy. Uh, shows like a little tiny person. And an evaporated runner. Yep, yep. And then that's what most people look like after a marathon. And then they have a uh, mighty Cthulhu star spawn, uh, different things. Gnarly Tep. That's uh, Jason's favorite. Jason Connolly's favorite. Uh, uh, great old one. That's nothing else. What's at the bottom? It's just uh, the bottom. The East oh. shines vision. Yay. Look, Amy, finally a map of Arkham. Arkham! That's where Kato Kane well, hangs out. A map, half a map of Arkham. And the other, the back of it is a U.S. or not U.S. A world, world map. Call Cthulhu world map. Uh, I guess it does have not just modern cities, but archaeological sites as well as Cthulhuid sites. Which is kind of interesting to look at. It would be interesting to look at. I guess they don't give you a bigger map because we're never supposed to leave. I guess not. And there goes the cat in the box. Yep, the cat jumped in the box. That's well, actually, he pulled the box over his head. He pulled the box over his head. This is actually very cool. I like, I'm going to have to definitely dig through all these handouts, reprinted, very nice, and it all seems to fit in this oversized box, which is very cool, I think. All right. Well, that was the unboxing and overview of the Call of Cthulhu 
40th anniversary classic edition. Not just the rules and junk, but tons and tons of, um, yeah, all the, the global campaigns, right? So it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Well, thanks, Amy, for joining us. No problem. Oh, I forgot to put the dice back. You stole the dice. I didn't steal the dice. I like my LED lights. All right. LED lice. lights. Although I guess lights would be more appropriate if it was LED and then you could pick them out easier. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Happy Memorial Day. Hey, Carl. I was just listening to that message. Sounds a little like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Did you remember to take your shoes off and put your slippers on and your sweater? No. Ah. Or were you going for WandaVision? Maybe we're going for WandaVision. I don't know. But now, but I liked I liked uh, Elizabeth Olsen in WandaVision. I didn't like her so much in in the Doctor Strange movie. Why? I, I don't know. I felt it was um, well. Don't give away anything. Without spoilers, I she did a lot of like shooting. She doesn't she, do good with the like fight scenes where she's shooting magic. I like the way they choreographed it better in WandaVision, not so much in Doctor Strange, the latest Doctor Strange. I like the latest Doctor Strange. Okay. Well, you liked it. I, it was okay. I gave it a four out of five. Eh, it's about what I would give it. Okay. See, so we agreed. It was okay. It's all right. All right. It's, it's popcorn worthy. Ah, here's your Bloody Mary. I'm going to go get a martini, speaking of WandaVision. Yep. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. My lawyer will be contacting you for this continued defamation, saying that I don't like 5e. It's not appreciated. The cease and desist will be in the mail to you shortly. I would play in a 5e game. You just don't run one in the time slot I can play in. That's not my fault. So, yeah, you should probably do a 5e thing for your birthday, and that way you can check that box. Because most of your games are too late at night for me anyway. But if you do it for your birthday game that I'm going to try to make regardless, we'll... Um, like I say, I'll check the box and it'll be good to go. So there you go. Let's do that. I'm assuming, since I haven't heard you say anything else about it, that you're very unimpressed by Hellboy powered by 5e, which is why you're not offering that for a birthday game, because Hellboy definitely is suited for a one-shot in their characters most people know, so it ought to be a pretty easy thing to slide in and get people up and running pretty quickly. Just, Just saying. That's actually a really good idea to try to run some sort of 5e for my birthday. But then what? I mean, I do have, I feel like, some one-shots that are available. Um, and then where, I guess? Do we just do Zoom? Do we do Foundry? Do we do Roll20? Fantasy Grounds? I don't know. But I do have several, right? So I really like the Simbaroom. 5e, that's really nice, but that could lead to a campaign. Um, a Hellboy is a great idea, 
that is not off the table. I just need to read through it. And I do have the physical copy, which makes it easier to read. I mean, I can read PDFs, but it's a little more challenging. Um, and I gotta be near my computer. I don't really like trying to read from the phone. Um, the other one that I thought was cool was Farsight. It's a sci-fi game that has a 5E-ish backbone. And uh, I'll have to check out what's available. I thought there was, I thought someone had made a, 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 a character sheet for it, but I have to look and see what's going on with that. I thought I saw one. Anyway, 5e is a great idea. I could even run some like some of the art of the genre fi stuff for 5e because they have both 5e and like AD&D rules for it. Um, or I could try to think of something for Hyperborea that would be kind of cool as a one shot. Um, but um, We'll see. We'll see. I have a lot of options, but yeah, 5e might be kind of cool to run. It's pretty easy, and I feel it's intuitive. Uh, so, you know, that's a good candidate. So, uh, good job, Jason. I guess we'll have to um, take back what I said about you disliking 5e. I guess because you never played, and um, I don't know. I don't know if it's have you read the rules and not liked it, or have you just heard from other people who think that it has I don't know a aesthetic that is not conducive to traditional D&D &D styles that you grew up with it's an interesting question I mean I've seen character death in 5e BJ has talked about character death in 5e it's not like it's easier um, really I all think might come down to player skill and what the players want out of it. You know, if you always rush into battle, then whatever game you play, it's going to be short if it's has the ten if it has even a possibility of being lethal. Um, definitely, if you get overwhelmed, that's why I've seen character death in Five E is the players bite off more than they can chew, or they're ganged up upon by creatures that have extra damage when they they have. You know, like they have like a gang up bonus, so things like that I've seen happen. So, or, or a weird trap that players aren't really used to, um, because they're not used to playing with puzzles and traps. I don't know. So, um, right, but five E is a great possibility. I'm gonna look into it and see what I can come up with. I mean, I really just don't want it to default to like a Delta Green or Call of Cthulhu, which are kind of the easiest to do as a one-shot. Anyway, talk to you soon. Thanks for the call, Jason. Carl, the music you picked, the theme song you picked for Joe Salvador is amazing, man. Plus, the way you say his name is super hot. Um, but yeah, dude, so <clears throat> I know you like the growly stuff, and I know you like the melodic stuff. So did you ever get into Opeth when they were around? Because they're kind of both. They do both things, and they do both things pretty well. There was a period of time when I listened to a lot of Opeth. I haven't actually busted them out for a while, but 
Yeah, that song that you picked for uh, for Joe, it reminded me a little bit of Opeth, man. So what about Opeth? What about Amorphous? How about it? Let me know. Peace out. Yes, Joe, I like all those bands. I don't listen to Amorphous or Opeth a lot, but I do like Swedish progressive metal, Scandinavian death metal, Viking death metal, whatever you want to call it. I like progressive metal in general, right? Like I like Nightwish, who are from Finland. So I think the Scandinavians produce a lot of good um, metal music of different types, and I like a lot of it. Um, I like Thrash. I mean, I'm a big fan of Slayer. I grew up on British heavy metal, so I have a wide range of various tastes. And uh, yeah, it'd be really cool to like there's this family tree. It'd be really fun to discuss uh, the family tree of metal one of these days. I don't know if that's something you'd be interested in, but uh, I guess we'll find out and figure it out. But I definitely like all sorts of metal music. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Yes, more metal. More metal is better. Yo, I've got music now, and it's a monomarth, dude. That's sweet. Um, now I remember you mentioned that on a on an older episode, and I thought eh, I don't call enough to 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 warrant music, but uh, yeah, man, I'll take it. Um, yeah, thanks for clearing that up about uh, World of Darkness. Um, like I said, I don't really remember too much about it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I do know that. Um, but yeah, uh, medieval Icelandic werewolves. Of Reykjavik. Totally do that. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, but now all I have to do is put that Amonomarth song up, and everyone knows it's going to be Joe Salvador calling. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. If you just listened earlier, you hear that Jason is pushing for 5e for me to run on my birthday as a birthday game. Um, so maybe the werewolves of Iceland are werewolves of Reykjavik, medieval werewolves of London, I don't know, whatever. The, the Scandinavian Viking tale with werewolves might have to wait, but that's okay. It gives me more time to prep. Who knows? I don't know. I still got time, but I have a lot of stuff going on in between then. I have a trip to Dallas, a trip to Nashville and Birmingham, and a trip to Madison before my birthday. So I've got a lot of stuff going on, Joe. Um, hopefully one of these days it'll come to fruition. I will let you know, but thanks for the call. Next up is my wife, Amy, with the call, and she actually wants some music. I don't know. I could take suggestions. She hasn't given me a suggestion. I know she's a big Def Leppard fan. Um, there's plenty of Def Leppard songs, some more interesting than others. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Amy, you're going to have to give me a hint. Of what you would like as a song or maybe i'll try to figure something out in the next few seconds so all right here we go
as you already have evidence that Melissa listened to your podcast and I listened to the podcast, um, I would just like to request three bennies, one for me, one for Jake, and one for Hex. Keep in mind, if you don't give Hex a Benny, she may hit with you with the butt of a shotgun. Just saying. A different podcast, but the same request for Bennies. And uh, I probably will be more generous with Bennies. I think I have this tendency to not give Bennies at a, on a regular basis, and I probably should, based on what I've seen and played in at convention games with authors of these different adventures, the different you know, Savage Worlds Adventure Edition games that I've played in. And even in the Suede book, it does say, give out the bennies so the bennies will flow. And I think if you're not stingy with bennies, then the players will spend them, which makes, I think, for a more exciting game. Your mileage may vary. There are people who think that metacurrency and bennies are an anathema, but uh, I think it makes for a fun and exciting game at the table. I have many, many examples of it. Um, I don't know if you could measure excitement, but maybe if you had a decibel meter and when people cheer, when a joker comes up and cheer, when someone gets a set of aces on their die rolls, well, mainly because they spent a Benny to do so, it seems that that's usually what tends to happen. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Deadlands has been really fun with this group. I think I don't think Hex would, would hit me with a shotgun. She'd probably hit me with the butt of her magic rune-etched rifle, which might hurt. So um, anyway, thanks for the call, Amy. I hope you like the music. And you know, I, I'm amazed. So it's been like a year since I started the podcast. I've had a lot of fun doing it. I hope to continue as long as I have the time and inclination and I get feedback. That's kind of what helps to keep it going, but not always. I really, like I know in the next episode, like even one of my GMs um, said, hey, it'd be great if you did a recap. So um, I may do that. I definitely have recaps from this past week of um, that I owe my listeners, y'all, um, from Tuesday, Twilight 2000, Wednesday, Pathfinder 2, Thursday, our ongoing Warhammer Fantasy game, which got really cool all of these games are very exciting lots of fighting fighting um and co- i mean i guess we enjoyed the combat and I, I i guess i remember her a year ago i also talked about watching band of brothers during memorial day weekend um i think it was my second podcast from may 27th last year um but you know the first one was may 24th i, I looked at the date so you know a little over a year hope to continue like i said um Thanks for listening. Thank you to my callers. Thank you, TJ Drennan, for the intro and outro music. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. And in closing, I'll just say, have a safe and reflective Memorial Day. Take us out, TJ.